Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll get to Daf Samech in Maseches Kiddushin. We are nine lines down on Nuntes Amid Beis. Rav Zvid Masnei L'Hashmaisa Aha. Rav Zvid taught this Machlokas between Yochanan and Reish Lakish as follows. What is the Machlokas between Yochanan and Reish Lakish? Welcome back, Andrew. Stop glaring at me. It's very uncomfortable. We're going to hopefully make it to the Mishnah for Zoha on Samech Amid Beis. Let me explain to you what's happening. We are learning today, of course, as always, Leila Nishmas, Chaim Zev Milinowitz, that's all, and all those who uh, recently lost their lives in the tragedies in Israel. Our hearts and minds, without question, are with all of the, our brethren in Israel uh, and throughout the world who are affected. And, uh, you know, the, the Archaner is quoted, uh, all the rabbis are quoting this year on a year where Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, and there's no shofar. Historically, in the Jewish calendar, there's been an unusual amount of massive tragedy. Did you hear this? The tragedies and the simchas have both been most, more severe than ever. It, it stands out. The, the Rabbi Marwick Shlita spoke about it in Shomrei this year, uh, bef- you know, on actual Rosh Hashanah. Uh, well, we've already, the year is young, we've already experienced some of the, the bitterness in a very severe way, maybe Bizocha to also experience the sweetness Bakarov very soon. Okay, all right, we're, we we got to do what we can. So let me explain to you what was going on. On Nuntesamid Aleph, there was a question where a woman um, basically was mikudeshus by a man. We're learning kedushin, and she accepted it, but there was a thirty-day. Time lapse. In other words, we know that a man, or this is a chiddush, we're going to explore this chiddush a little bit today. A man can be a woman with a tnai that the kiddushin will take place in 30 days. In other words, he's giving her the pruta now, he's giving her the money now, he's saying, arrest me kudashisli now, and yet, I'm not gonna, the kiddushin is not going to take effect until 30 days from now. Okay, the question is, what happens if she backs out in the interim, right? Because as we started to describe yesterday, we can't get into all of the lambdas. This is very. Uh, this is you get deep in if you're learning it in Kiddushin. The fact of the matter is, there is something called like a Maise Kiddushin, right? You've done just about everything, but you can extend that over 30 days, and it's not complete, even though you did, you, like I said, you gave the ring and you said a rayat, but you ha- are extending this Maise over 30 days. And so if the woman backs out within the 30 days, what can happen? So there was a machlokas. Rabbi Yochanan said, Dibur Mevat El Dibur, that her, she could take back her acceptance of the ring, as it were, of the Kiddushin, and roll it back, and she and maybe vatal it. Rachel Lakish says that you cannot, that once she agreed to the Kiddushin, she can't uh, undo it. Now, mind you, in this particular case, there was a Misa also, right? There was something also, it wasn't just Dibur. I mean, on the woman's part, there was, right? She All she did was agree, and then disagree to marry the man, but the man did do an actual action. So, Rabbi Yochanan tries to Ask and we're gonna. This is a cut and paste. We're gonna really what Rav Zvid is doing is going through yesterday's discussion with regards to a woman who accepts kiddushin and then changes her mind, and he applies it to a case that we're gonna learn later, right? On Daf I and Tess, and it goes like this. Um, you know what? I'll read it inside, and you'll see how, and, and I'll compare it to how we had the discussion before. It says the Gemara. Rav Masil Hashmaisa Aha. So that's what we did yesterday. We discussed Rabbi Yochanan brought proofs to Rishlakish that when you make a verbal commitment, you can change your mind. And Rishlakish tried to bring proofs to Rabbi Yochanan of cases where you make a verbal commitment and you cannot change your mind because that is Rishlakish's idea. So let's read it inside now. This is how Rav Zvid learned the conversation between Rishlakish and Rabbi Yochanan. 
lekadsha. He brought it from this shmaisa, from this case, a different case, not a case where a woman was mekabel kedushin from a man and then undoing it, but rather, changing her mind, but rather where she gave reshus to her shaliach to, be mekad, to, to become betrothed. But then the woman herself, this is the Mishnah and Dafayin test, the woman who sent the shliach herself went and decided to take matters into her own hands and mekadish herself. The Mishnah there says, if the, um, if the shlichim got to the man before she did, got to the, right, the, except the kiddushin before the woman did, then the kiddushin is going to work, right? Because after all, she did not yet have a chance to take back her right acceptance of the Kiddushin. Uh, by the time she got to it, the Shlichim had already accomplished the Kiddushin and the Kiddushin works. And ve'im shel shlucha kadmu, rather, im shela kadmu. Let me just, I got that one a little wrong, let me just explain. Im shela kadmu means if her acceptance, sorry, shela means her. So if she herself accepted it, Kiddushin Kiddushin, then her Kiddushin works. Ve'im shel shlucha kadmu, and if her, right, Shluchim, Kiddushin works, then ain't Kiddushin Kiddushin. Then it means that the Shluchim might work, but her Kiddushin is no longer valid because the Shluchim themselves, you know, had gotten there first. Now, that's the beginning of the Mishnah, but this is the part that we're concerned about. Lo Kijat Atma Vachazra Ba Mahu asks the, right, asks the Mishnah, if, or the, uh, regarding the Mishnah, we asked, based on this Mishnah, we ask, what would you say would be the halacha if before, right, if the woman uh, who appointed the shliach did not accept her own condition, but rather retracted the authorization of the shluchim to accept the condition? Okay, so now again, she sends an agent. So now we read the whole Mishnah, but really now let's simplify what the case is. The case is she sends a shliach to accept kiddushin and then, un- and then changes her mind and decides that she's going to roll back the shlichus. She's going to take it back. What would be the case, right, in that, in that case? Does that actually revoke the agent's shlichus or not? Okay, so now, now we have a question. Now, the Rishonim and the Gemara will eventually bear out that this is different than the first case, because after all, in the first case, there was a Misa. A man was Mikash the Isha with the ring and the condition and the whole thing. In this second case, there isn't even a Misa. Sending a Shlech is not considered a Misa. We've already established that. That's just considered Dibur, okay? So here, there's a bigger Chiddush for Rish Lakish, because don't forget, Rish Lakish says that even once you send a Shlech, you can't take it back, okay? That once you have a Dibur, you can't undo that Dibur. That is a bigger Chiddush in, our, in the case that we're reading now of Rav Zvid. Because in the case we're reading now of Rav Zvid, there isn't even a Misa associated. In other words, before, right, we could have said, well, there was also a Misa and a Dibor. Misa and Dibor shouldn't be able to be undone with Dibor. That, perhaps, is why Rish Lakish says that you can't undo it. But here, Rish Lakish has a bigger Chiddush. Here, even without a Misa, he still says you can't roll back the Dibor. So now, let's see, can we apply the Machlokas, Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish, even to this case where the woman sends a Shliach, says the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Chozeras, Rabbi Yochanan says she can retract. Rish Lakish says she cannot retract. This is exactly the Machlokas we saw on in the earlier case. What's the reasoning? Just like before. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Chozeres Asi Dibur and Vatil Dibur. Rabbi Yochanan says she can retract it because after all, sending out of Shliach is only a Dibur. And words are just words, Andrew. And therefore, when she sends out the Shliach with words, she can 
trace that, she can undo that with words, and Dibur can be Mavatel Dibur, and it is for that reason she can undo uh, the sending of the Shliach, and the condition will not work. However, Rishlakish says, you cannot take this Dibur and undo it, and that is a big Chiddush here, because even in the absence of a Misa, she has already right, established herself, her word is bond, so to speak, and she cannot go back. So now the mission is going to take all the cases that we already did in our first rendition of this question, and starting in the Testament Aleph, and apply it to this case as follows. First, we start with Trumos, right, the Mishnah in Trumos Per Gimel. Acer of Yochanan and Rishlakish. This is, again, it's copy and paste the same question of Yochanan asked Rishlakish then. He asks now, what's the case? Betail. Person owns crop, and he appoints a Shliach to separate Truma for him, and then he cancels it. Betail, right? So says the Mishnah in Trumos, Im Achilotaram Betail ain't Trumos a Truma. It's if, if the, right, um, if the Shliach has not yet Right, separated the truma for him, so then you can, in fact, undo the truma. That's, so this seems to support Rabbi Yochanan. Ain't truma, so truma, right? The truma doesn't work. This supports Rabbi Yochanan that you can change your mind. So Rabbi Yochanan says to Rishakish, what are you going to do with this case? So, um, so now, in, previous, uh, in the previous rendition, Rishakish simply answered, well, there, there's only Dibor and Dibor. There's no Misa. Our case is Misa. But Reish Lakish can't give that answer here. Because in this case, there is no Misa either. So the case of Truma is, is more parallel. So that's where Rava steps in on Reish Lakish's behalf. And he says, I'm a Rava. Oh, there has to have been a, that the case in Truma, Reish Lakish would have to learn that the case of Truma, there was a Misa. And the Misa was that the Balabais actually separated out and the truma before the shliach did, and it is for that reason that you can nullify. Okay, so once you can nullify the shliach, so then already we understand why you could trace back in this case of truma. So the fact that you could that you can nullify the shliach is not going to be a challenge to Rish Lakish, who says that typically you can't be mivatel dibur with dibur, and so that's the first. Now you might recall in the first rendition, Rabbi Yochanan asked two questions. We're going to save the second question. Okay, because that's going to end up being deadly for Reish Lakish. So we're going to save it for the end. And we're going to go right away to the question that Reish Lakish had asked Rabbi Yochanan. And as follows. Esri Reish Lakish. So what's Reish Lakish? He's going to bring the Mishnah where, uh, from Kalim, where we say, Kol HaKalim Yordin Le'itum that we discussed yesterday. Right? The Mishnah in Kalim makes it sound like you cannot change your mind. Just like Reish Lakish says. What, does, what is the case? Where a, let's say, craftsman is making a, some sort of pottery. We know that that, that, uh, pottery will become makabal tumma once it's in its finished state. It has to be in a finished state. The question is, when is it in a finished state? As you make, as you construct this, right, uh, pitcher, at some point, point along the line, you can, with machshava, decide this isn't going to be a pitcher, it's going to be an ashtray. With that machshava, you generate tumma. Oh. What does the mission of Kalem say? Well, you could do that, but then you cannot change your mind and say, you know what, forget it. I'll make it a pitcher. And the tumma will not come off of that pitcher, right? The only way you could get of that ashtray, right? The only way that you could get the tumma off is by breaking the kli. So says Reish Lakish, don't you see that once you establish machshava that you cannot undo it, right? So just like we said, uh, right, so that's the... Right, that's the mission. So again, the mission says, machshava. So you could, with your as a craftsman, with your machshava as to what stage of production this kli is, make the kli makabal tumma, which is to say you can't lift the tumma off of this thing by changing your mind and saying, no, I'm going to keep making this kli. It's not finished yet. 
you have to, once you, the tumah is on it, the only way to get off it is with a misa of like basically breaking the kli. Okay, so Reish Lakish will now say, just like he said the first time, misa mo'tzimiyad misa mo'tzimiyad machshava, right, the inference is that, that a misa, like breaking the kli, could in fact undo a misa or it could do <coughs> your previous machshava. However, machshava, ain't a mo'tzimiyad misa mo'tzimiyad machshava. Right, and however, machshava can't do it, not from misa or machshava. So because right So obviously we are not surprised that you cannot undo a maisa with a machshava. machshava But shouldn't a right? But it sounds like a machshava should typically be able to undo a machshava. But we see that it cannot, right? Because after all, how did this kli become a kabbaltuma? Simply by the machshava, by the intention of the craftsman to say that I have. I have now completed the construction of this cleat. That's a thought. That's not an action. Okay. Well, once that thought takes place, you can no longer undo that thought. And it is from there that Rish Lakish learns that once you have a thought or a debur, as it were, something without an action, you cannot undo it. So Rabbi Yochanan says, as he had said previously, When it comes to tuma, it's different. Even though that tuma only fell upon the cleat, by virtue of a thought, it is considered as an action. How do we know? papa. Just like we quoted Rapapa before, we're quoting Rapapa now. There's Papa Rami, Rapapa Ksiv Ki Yitain. We quoted the Pasuk yesterday. Really, we don't read it Ki Yitain, we read it Ki Yutan Mai Malzara. This is how you make uh, uh, something Makabal Tuma. You have moisture on it, right? Ukrinan Ki Yutain. So the Ksiv just says Yud Tuf Nun, and it looks like you should put it on. Uh, yutan means it should be put on. So Haketzad, how do you reconcile these two right messages? Kiyutan dumi diitain. That has to be similar, one to the other. So let's say, so just like when you put something on proactively, it is your desire to put it on. And similarly, if it was put on not proactively, but passively, let's say the morning dew falls on the produce. If you decide that it's nikhalei, that you want this morning dew to be on the produce, then it's as if you proactively put it there. And it is from there, Andrew, that we learn that it is, if he has the desire for this moisture to be on this food, it's as if he put the moisture on the food. What do you learn? That the machshava, the desire, creates it as if he did something proactively in Misa. And it is for that reason that the Mishnah in Kalim is going to tell you that the machshava creates the tumah. But that is only because it's as if it's an action. That's not because... Reish Lakish, Rabbi Yochanan is saying to Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish, that case of Tumah is not because you can't undo a thought, it's because a thought in Tumah is considered like an action. That's the answer. Okay. So now we're going to have the final, uh, the final blow here, the coup de gras, as it were. Rabbi Yochanan asks from the Gitten Lamed Beis, Eisvei Rabbi Yochanan, Reish Lakish, now Rabbi Yochanan is going to knock Reish Lakish out of the water. It says, Right, so again, as we said before, this was the second case that we mentioned that Rabbi Yochanan challenged with yesterday, a person sends a get to his wife with a shaliach that's not considered an action. It gets there with a shaliach. sends another shaliach. But he cancels the get. We learned getting, so we know this case in lav in getting. The get can be undone. In this second version, the bigger chiddush of Rish doesn't stand. Doesn't this show clearly that the get can be undone? Right, that's something that's not a misa, which uh, sending of an agent is considered not a misa, can clearly be undone. Says the Gemara. Yes, in this version, in Rav Zvid's version of the conversation, where the case is not one, 
right, of a kiddushin, like our case, but the cases of a woman sending a shliach, in that case, in that version of the conversation that Rizid heard, Rav Yochanan uh, actually uses this case of a get to teach you that, in fact, when you do a dibor, you can be mevatel dibor, and it is considered a refute of Reish Lakish, right? And the Gemara even adds, once you say that the halachas are kibyochanan, we even retrace it back to our first case that we discussed, right? The case of Kiddushin, the Afagav de right? The case of Loba Acher Vekitche Bamahu, right? So in other words, where a person was Makadisha for 30 days and then she accepted and changed her mind within 30 days, we'll say the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan. She can, in fact, change her mind. And even in that Kamaisa case, and even though, right, Rish would have said, wait a minute, isn't that case of Kiddushan that we learned on Nuntesimit Aleph, a case where there's also not only a Machshava, but a Maisa Kiddushan of the husband? Afilu Hachi says the Gemara, Asi Dibor Mevatel Dibor. The Chiddush of Yochanan is, the Dibor is going to be Mevatel the Dibor. The woman herself did not do an action. She, all she did was say, I do. And then she changed her mind within 30 days and said, I don't. And so now that Dibor can, in fact, be Mevatel Dibor. We Paskalanka Yochanan Barry. The woman has, within the 30 days, the right to retract. Okay, Andrew? I think we caught you up, but we're still not on Daf Samech. Here we go. Kasha Hilchasa Hilchasa. The Gemara is going to say we have a machlo. We, you know what? We just established the halachas like Rabbi Yochanan, but we may have an internal contradiction with Rabbi Yochanan as follows. Amar Tilchasa Rabbi Yochanan v'Kaimelon Hilchasa Kerav Nachman. We just said that the halachas like Rabbi Yochanan that you can change your mind, but elsewhere we established a halacha like Rav Nachman. Sounds, and we're going to demonstrate that Rav Nachman might not agree with that. As follows: The Baidlehu. We had the following question. Let's a husband tells Shliach. Here's a get. And you know what? That get that I gave you, I want to be mevatel it. Can you later, can you use the same get again, the same star, the same document? Nachman said you can. We said like Rav Nachman, that the halacha is in fact like Rav Nachman, that the husband can use the same get. Well, wait a minute. How can you use the same get? Didn't we just say that you can be mevatel the get? So, Rabbi Yochanan, we paskin that you can be mevatel the shlichus. And, and then we paskin like Rav Nachman that what? That even though you mevatel the get, that, that when he attempted to be mevatel the get, it didn't work. So, can you be mevatel it or can you not? Says the Gemara, Nihi devatle mitoras shliach, mitoras get lo batle. The two cases are not parallel. In other words, we still agree with ourselves. We still hold like Rabbi Yochanan that you can be mevatel the shliach. In other words, you can send a shliach and be mevatel the shliach. That, we never changed our mind. You can be mevatel shliach. But that doesn't mean you can't reuse the get. That's what it means. It says, mitores get lo batle. In other words, there was really two shlichus here. There was a shliach to send the get, and there was a shliach to write the get and produce the get. That shliach is already done, right? The get is here. The star is here. So again, Rav Nachman holds that you can reuse the star. So all he means is, he agrees with Rabbi Yochanan, that you can undo the shlichus, that's dibur mevatel dibur, that's what Rabbi Yochanan holds. But the star is already in our hands. You can't be mevatel that shlichus, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube, and therefore, even though he agrees with Rabbi Yochanan and all the halachas are consistent, the get can still be reused, because the get's already extant. Okay. So now, two dots, ten lines down in the wide. All right, so another man comes, marries her within 30 days. She's married to the second man. Amarav Mikudeshis Lashani Olam. That's what you would have thought, right? The guy comes within 30 days. Barry couldn't imagine why 
this wouldn't work. Of course it works. The second guy came in within 30 days. The first Tanai never worked. Uh, it was never com- brought to fruition, to completion. And therefore, of course the second man she's married to, and that's her husband forever. But Shmuel says an astonishing thing. Wow. She's going to be married to the second man only for, th- for the remainder of 30 days from the first person. Uh, after 30 days, it sounds like, what? She jumps out of the Kiddushim from the second man and now she goes back to the first man because now the 30 days uh, has elapsed and now we fulfill the tonight of the first Kiddushim. How does that even work? That doesn't make any sense, Shmuel. Yeah, Rav Chista noticed that. Rav Chista asked Shmuel, How is the Kiddushin of the second guy? Everyone, so, right, it sounds like Shmuel agrees with Rav that the Kiddushin of the second guy works. Only Shmuel holds that that Kiddushin becomes nullified after 30 days and she jumps back to the first guy. How? They're married. How, what, by what mechanism does that second Kiddushin get dissolved? So Amalei Rav Yosef, Mar Arisha Masnila, Vakashalei, Rav Yehuda Asefa Masnila, Velo Kashalei. Yeah, you, Rav Chista, are having problems because you think the whole thing is going on the first case. Yeah, but really it's not. Really, this whole idea of Shmuel was talking about a different, the safe of the case. And therefore, because Rav Yehuda understood it that way, he didn't have a problem. In other words, the, what's the Sefer? The Sefer of the Mishnah is where he says, That's a different case. And when you're talking about that case, it's clear that, that there would be a problem where the Kiddushin is in fact going to be undone. Uh, and, we're, and we're going to see that now. That's, that's what we're going to start examining now. So now the Gemara is going to elaborate. What's going on as follows? Says the Gemara. I'm a Rav. Right, Rav, in that second case, and now we understand, right, what this answer is, right, this is what Yosef means. What if he doesn't say, what, what if he says a very, a really difficult to understand case? Now you're like contradicting yourself. You're sending mixed messages, Andrew. You're saying right now, you're insisting more explicitly that the condition takes place right now. And then you're saying also this should take place after 30 days. What do you do with such a statement? I'm a Rav, Rav is saying, now you're in a state of suffolk forever because you don't know whether it's me'achshav or la'achar shloshim yom. Whereas Shmuel Amar, me'kudeshes ve'enim me'kudeshes ela al-lamed yom, that this state of suffolk um, where she can't get, be married to either guy, she only has to sit at 30 days. What happens after 30 days? La'achar shloshim yom, pake kiddushay sheni v'gamri kiddushay rishon. Right? After 30 days, the second man's kiddushin is nullified and the first one is finalized. Because after all, even though it was ambiguous in the first place what the first guy meant, it was clear, we don't know whether he wanted to be Mikudish right away or whether he wanted to be Mikudish after 30 days. But clearly after 30 days, he certainly wanted to be Mikudish. And it is after that, so basically what is Shmuel saying? Wait it out. Again, so they go to the rabbi and say, what should we do in this case? Because the guy jumped the gun within 30 days. And the first guy, we don't know what he meant. He sent mixed messages. So Rav says you could be married to neither guy forever, as Rashi had explained. You're going to have to get a get from one of them if you want to marry the other. Or a get from both of them if you want to marry a third party. Okay? Shmuel says this conundrum is only lasting for 30 days. Because after 30 days, you certainly can marry the second guy. That's what we mean. What's their rationale? Okay, let's go behind the curtain and see. See, Rav is Mesupic forever. Rav doesn't understand 
When he says, that was very mixed messages. Did he mean to set a t'nai or did he mean to retract his original idea? In other words, he said, and then he said, so we already know Barry. Then if you say, with a t'nai, we already wrapped our head around the idea that it goes back retroactive, right? If you say, you give her a ring and you say with a t'nai that it's going to take effect retroactively, but only 30 days from now. We know that it goes back retroactively. That t'nai means that it's me'achshav, retroactive, okay? The other way of saying it is chazara. Chazara means, I want to marry you now. Oh, you know what? Forget it. I'm chazar. I'm retracting that statement. I want to be mekudesh in 30 days. Oh, well, if it's a retraction, so then you're not married until the 30 days. So Rav is, doesn't know what to do. He, he says, if that's the case, so now if a guy married her in the interim, I'm forever not sure if he married an Ashish Ish, right? Or if he married a Pnuya, right? A person who was nubile and, ready and, and totally eligible, right? I forever don't know. So these, until there's a get here, we're never going to know what the case is. That's Rav's. What's Shmuel? Why does Shmuel say that after 30 days you can right away get married? The Shmuel, Pshitalei Tznai Havi. For him it's Pashit, that it's Tznai and therefore retroactive. Wow. Okay, well, if it's a t'nai, so, then we, so, so it's obvious that the kiddushin is valid and the second man was messing with an ashes ish. It's only that you can't have him, you can't have her marry, in other words, you can't, they can't live together, right, with that first guy, right, until this second guy, the 30-day period, uh, until the 30-day period is up because obviously, right, the, First guy set it up that nothing takes a place into 30 days. But according to Shmuel, it's very passionate that the second guy is gurnished, right? The second guy didn't accomplish anything. He got into an, a marriage that was already a Tanai and had retroactively been established as such. Now, eight lines up from Banu, we flew to the high Tanai. Umar says, Isn't this Machlokas Rav Shmuel a Machlokas that was already debated by, by Tanaim? As follows. It says in the Brisa, Mehayom Alachar Misa. Man, this is still getting. A man hands a get to his wife and says, this is your get from today. So he's giving her mixed messages. You can't give a get posthumously, right? The get has to be before his death. So if he said, this is your get after I die, that would never work. If he says, this is your get from today, then it would always work. But this, uh, this character said both. He said, So now what do you do? Get for ain't no get, right? So the Brasa says, the Tanakhama says, well, it's kind of a get, but it's also not a get. We are doubtful about the validity of this get. Right? That's what Rebbe, however, say, get. Rebbe says, this works. Clearly, he meant it as a t'nai. That, again, right? he would agree with Shmuel. It's pasha to him that it's a t'nai. And again, a t'nai is always retroactive. Right? When you make a t'nai, you're always making that condition retroactive to the moment of the action. So isn't that the same machlok as Rav Shmuel, where Rav is unsure because of the mixed messages, and uh, like the chachamim. And Shmuel is like Rebbe. He's not unsure. This is a t'nai language. And therefore, it should be retroactive. The get should work. So the Gemara, v'neim arav halacha karabanan, right? V'neim shmuel halacha karabi. So maybe instead of just you know passing off these shitas as their own, so to speak, in the case of kiddushin, why didn't they just say halacha is like rabbanan, like rabbi? It's the same machlokas by get as it is by kiddushin. Says so the Gemara, no, you can't really say that because gittin and kiddushin are fundamentally a little bit different, despite the similarities. There's a difference. Why? Says the Gemara Tzricha. Dilo Amar Rav Alachik Rabbanan. If Rav had said Alachas Rabbanan, Hava Mina Hasam Larachuka Kaasei Alachal Lekruva Kaasei. Right? You would have said, Yeah, Alacha is like Rabbanan, but in the case of the Rabbanan, the get, 
what, what is he trying to do? He's trying to distance his wife. Divorce is always something that the husband doesn't necessarily want to give. And therefore he's trying, so it's more likely that you would think that it's a retraction as opposed to, right, as opposed to a tenai that would, right, it's more likely that he's trying to mess with her even though really he's about to die. So over there he's being benevolent. He just wants her to be a divorcee instead of a widow perhaps. Okay, but be that maybe, maybe try to avoid yibum if there's no children. Be that as it may, it's assuming to be less of a right um, honeymoon situation, whereas in Kiddushan, the Kurvakaasi, Ema Modelishmul Tanai Havai, right? There, perhaps, um, they would, the, he would be Moda to Shmuel in the case of Kiddushan, right? Because at, they're at the honeymoon stage, so it's unlikely that he's retracting. In other words, because it's more likely that in the case of Kiddushan, that he's really just, uh, re, that, that it's a Tanai. Right, so it, he would agree with Shmuel that it is in fact a tenai and not meant to be a retraction. Okay, in the case of kiddushin, so therefore that's why we have to learn it in the case of kiddushin and also in the case of gerushin. And conversely, v'yomer Shmuel alachik Rebbe, Shmuel said alachik Rebbe, we would have said hava amina hasam hu de'ain get lachar misa. We know that get can't be given posthumously, right? So it can't be chazar because the get after misa makes no sense. So what we're learning is that even though we're concerned. That, that still we're concerned that that's what he meant. In other words, that even though get lachamins that makes no sense, we still have a chiddish that maybe we are concerned that that could be what he meant, and therefore that's why the get would be over there, right? In fact, still questionable according to Rab, which is amazing, right? Hasam the kiddushin yom, but kiddushin you don't have that problem. Kiddushin, as we've already said, can in fact take effect after thirty days. So you might say that it is there where Shmuel actually would agree with Rav. In other words, even though Shmuel disagrees in the case of Gittin, because ain't get lachamitza, maybe he would agree with Rav. In fact, that right, that is in fact a retraction in the case of Shmuel because. The idea of the Achar Shoshimyom actually makes sense, and therefore Tzricha. That's why we need this Machlokas Rav and Shmuel, not only in the case of uh, Kiddushin, but also in the case of Gerushin. So again, Rav is confused forever. Shmuel thinks that most of these cases are in fact Tanai. Okay? And therefore, it's not confusion forever. It's in fact only confusion until 30 days. So Amar Abaye, two lines up. According to Rav's reason, what would be the following case? Again, Rav is confused forever. So what if a person says, Now the guy is really being explicit. Okay, so now Abaya is picking on Rav. Rav is confused forever. So is Rav going to be confused forever with everyone? In other words, Rav doesn't know. Is this a Tznai, which is retroactive, or is this a Chazara, which is, going, which is forward thinking? Well, if you're confused about that, then guess what? Many men can come and say that you're Mikudish from now until later, as we arrive at Tafsamech at the hopeless time of 606 a.m. So you see what's going on here? Within 30 days, you're having multiple dudes, right, saying, and until until the 30 day period of the first guy. So he has a chap. Abaye has a chap. He said, maybe she should only require, remember, we said that Rav has a conundrum. And the only way to resolve the conundrum is to get a get from both guys. Wait a minute. What if there's three guys, Barry? Would you need to get a get from all three? So Abaye wants to be fancy. He wants to say, well, you might only need to get a get from the first and the last guy in the case of three guys. Why? Because Mimanafshach, if it's Chazara, right? So then, so then you wouldn't, you would only need to get a get from the, 
right? First guy. And if it's because it means that the first guy retracted and the second guy's condition is good. If it's, right, if it's Tanai, then you need to get, a, a get from the second guy because the first, right, one was valid and the second one wasn't. But, but, but the middle guy never had a chance, right? It's either Tanai or Chazara. It's a zero-sum game. Either the first guy or the last guy is the one that, that are married to this woman. Everyone else, uh, it's the only the other guy that needs to get the get. Everyone else in between was never in play. That's Abaye's little vart over here. Right? And now the Gemara is going to say the vart explicitly. Manafshach, right? Manafshach, either way. Itnai Havai, the Kamek Kedushin. Right? I said it outside first. If it's a Tnai, then the Kedushin is with the first guy, right? Because Tnai is activated retroactively. The Hanach Lav Kedushin and all the other men are not valid. Ichazar Havai, if we say it's retraction, so the Basar Kedushin. It's only the last one that's valid. The Hanach Lav Kedushin. Because again, all of the dudes, Andrew, are saying the same thing. So if it's Chazara, that means they all retracted until the last guy. And everyone else. So says the Gemara. You know what about a pshita? That's obvious. It seems to be a simple application of Rav's way of looking at it, where that he has a that he has a uh, suffix as to whether it's tnai or chazara. So why the question? This is actually a question of the Gemara. The Gemara is saying if if Rav is so pushit, if it's so clear that this is what Rav meant, so why is Reish Lakish explaining something like tell me something I don't already know? Barry, they're treating us as if the, this this uh, esoteric point of of uh, Abaye is obvious and therefore like superfluous. We don't even need to learn that. We figured that out on our own, didn't we, Barry? Says the Gemara, no. You might have thought that when he says, it's not that it's zero-sum game. It's either tonight or Chazara. It's like inherently con- ambiguous, right? <laughs> Once it's inherently ambiguous, we look at it this way. This is how you dice it up. It's not that Every guy is either Tanai or Chazar. We just don't know which. It's that every guy, when he makes a statement, it's an inherently ambiguous statement. And so within every guy, we don't know what the case is. And so now we're confused about every single guy, not just the first and the last. That's what it means. It says, This is an inherently ambiguous language. And that's why you need to get from every single one of these guys. And that's what Abai is telling us that really... You might have thought that, but really that's not the case. That really Rav's approach is not that every guy is ambiguous, but rather it's all of them are either saying, all of them are saying the same thing. Rav just doesn't know whether they're saying Tanai or whether they're saying Chazara. And it's for that reason that Abai is explaining within Rav that only the first or the last guy would give a get. Okay. Now, once you've said that how Rav would rule in that case with multiple men, Ula wants to take it to the absurd extreme. Ula Amar, Rabbi Yochanan famously, Afilu Even if this happened a hundred times over within a very busy 30 days for this very eligible woman. So everybody quoted when they were in Rabbi Yochanan's shir, he said this famous Afilu that even a hundred Kiddushin could take hold of her. Wait a minute. How does a hundred take, take hold? Well, let me explain to you what Rabbi Yochanan said in Shir. Let me explain the reasoning. That there's a imagery here. They arrange themselves like a stack of bricks. Well, how do you stack bricks, Andrew? Not flush one on top of the other, but rather staggered, right? Like a jigsaw with a little piece left over. That is exactly what's happening here. Every one of these is leaving a space for the other dude to get in there, to get involved with the marriage. That's, um, if we want, we could take a month, and understand 
exactly what this means, but the basic idea is that when he says to, be, to her, be mikudeshly me'achshav in la'achar a certain time, what he's really saying is that the condition should take effect gradually over a specific period, and therefore it should begin to take effect now, but the process should complete itself on the last day that I mentioned. By doing so, he's actually leaving over a time period where other guys could also get in there. And by leaving over a little bit of a time space, he actually can accomplish a situation where a hundred guys would have to give this woman a get. This is how Tosus understands this concept of shavu nafsheki shargo delivne, that they make themselves like stacked bricks. Okay. Now, an objection. Well, guess what? Could that really work? Because in the context of Gitin, this doesn't work. When a guy says, misa, we're totally confused whether it's a get. If, whether it's a get. Remet, and what do we say? That if he dies, this is in, right, in Gitin nine bays, if the husband who gave the get dies and has no children, right, and there's a yibum, now there's a yibum conundrum, do you do yibum or not? Was it a get? Well, if it's a get, then you don't do yibum. If it's not a get, then he died childless, and you do do yibum. Says the, right, says the Gemara in Gittin, Cholatzis v'lo mityabemis. That's what we always do. We already were Zohar to learn Gittin, and also Zohar to learn Yivamas. So we know that whenever we have a suffix, we have an out. We have this idea of chalitza, and we can do chalitza instead of yibum. And clearly, this illustrates, right, that when he says, me'yom ulachar misa, he's saying an ambiguous thing. And that ambiguous thing leads to chalitza, right? So how, so now, we had a three of machlokas, Rav, Shmuel, Rabbi Yochanan. Again, Rav says we are in a suffix, right, and we don't know at all what this means. Is this Tanai or is this Chazara? Shmuel said that it's, it's not really that ambiguous. We really know that it's a Tanai, right? This is just a language of Tanai. And that all we need to do is for the, 30, the second guy to clear out after 30 days, and it's fine. Rabbi Yochanan had this like novel thing that it's like bricklaying, that everybody gets involved, that a feel mea that even if there's a hundred, right? You see what's going on here, Barry? According to Rav, right, it's ambiguous and we have to, and, and the fir- and first and last guys are the only ones in play. According to Shmuel, it's the first guy got married to her, we just have to like wait the 30 days. Okay, Rabbi Yochanan, everybody got married to her. That's the three of Machlokas. So it says the Gemara, I can understand this case in Gittin, according to Rav, makes sense. Because after all, it's uncertain. There's uncertainty in language. The Shmuel Nami, and even for Shmuel, it works. Because again, whether you say it's a Tnai, whether you say it's uncertainty, whether you say like Rav, or whether you say like Shmuel, <coughs> you have no difficulty explaining, right, the Mishnah. Why? Because even for Shmuel, he's going to say, how money Rabbanani? He's going to say, yeah, this Mishnah is according to the Rabbanan. In other words, Shmuel and Rebbe would both agree, right, that it's going to be, it's going to be considered a get. It's considered a t'nai, and there's going to be no yibum at all. That's what Shmuel would say. But the Rabbanon wouldn't say that, and Shmuel could get out of it, right? What happens here is, though, there's a problem with Rabbi Yochanan. Because whereas Rav and Shmuel can line them, align themselves according with Rebbe and Rabbanon, and say, okay, so this Mishnah is according to the Rabbanon, Rabbi Yochanan is so novel with his bricklaying shot imagery that he has no, right, he has no footing in any other Mishnah, right? It's so novel that he can't explain that case and get in according in any way, right? So he says... What, what's Shmuel going to say? Yeah, that Mishnah and Gittin is true. It's Rabbanon. So it's because it's Rabbanon, they're confused like Rav. And they just say, give her Chalitza. But I'll say like Rabbi. And therefore, for me, it would have worked. But Rabbi Yochanan has this bricklaying shot. How is he going to explain this get? 
you know, with Kiddushin, maybe you could leave a space. But with Gittin, we already says, as Rashi here explains, there are Amra Krisus. We already learned Masechus Gittin, so we know that Krisus has to be complete, right? Severance has to be complete when it comes to Gittin. And so this brick lane will never work, Barry, because it's not a complete severance. Anything that's left over at all is not going to work for a get. And Yibu Miyabmi. And the get should be garnished mid garnished, Andrew, and you should just forget about get. This man died childless, it should be full on the rice of Yibum. Oh. So how are you gonna answer on behalf of Yochanan? Who's gonna come to the rescue? Our guy Rava. Here he is. Welcome back. Amarava get get lahotzi umisa lahotzi. Mashashir get kumaraso misa. Can we even begin to understand this? We could spend two months on this. Rava is saying a very esoteric thing, at least esoteric for me. That the get and the misa both accomplish the same thing. They're both accomplishing a severance of sorts, right? How, how does a woman, how does a marriage end? Either with a get or with misa, right? Of the Baal. So since they're both accomplishing a severance, so it's like masha, she, or get. Whatever the get left over, the misa finished it off. So since they're both kind of working in concert with each other, so it's not as if the crisis is, is a partial. It's a complete crisis. But like the Misa gets an assist, okay? And that's how Rabbi Yochan would have the bricklaying shot even with Gittin. I'm like, me dummy, really? Get Matiyah Meshus Yavam. Misa Machnasal Meshus Yavam. Those two are accomplishing, yeah, with respect to severance, they're both they're in concert. But they're in consonance, working against each other, Andrew, with respect to Yibum. Because that's the most fundamental thing of Yibum uh, uh, that there is, isn't there? That Misa leads you to Yibum, right? Get means that there, there's a divorce and there's no yibum. Misa, mechnesalish is yibum. Misa is how you accomplish yibum. So when it comes to yibum, it's a total clash. So they work totally against each other. Okay, so you know what? Rabbi Yochanan really has, uh, have to say that she's a, a, a widow. So how could Rabbi Yochanan explain the mission again? Let me explain to you. Is this one of the Yalkagams? I lost my mind. Rabbi is making so much sense here. There is a gimel. Is that get lachar misa? It might be. Okay. How some time am I? Abai is like really winning this argument. It's unbelievable. We rarely see this. Only six times in Shas. I think if this is one of the Yalkagams. Elam Rabbi, how some time am I? Gzerim Meshum Mehayom Imati Hareza Get. Right. That what happens here is like fundamentally Midaraisa, it's not a get. And Yibum would actually be okay. That's, but why does the Mishnah not allow it to Durbanan? It's a gazera because of the fact that if he had said mehayom imati raise a get, then obviously you don't want to confuse that because that certainly would work as a get. That get would indeed be valid. So the Mishnah, in fact, is consistent with Rabbi Yochanan. Why? Because, in fact, right, the Yibam would be permitted, but it's cons- but it, there's a gazera there abundance. So he managed to fit the mission Gidden even with Rabbi Yochanan's view, where the get certainly right is not good. Right? Yibum is certainly the situation here. Right? Why is the get not good? Because again, it's brickwork. It's not, right? Again, the language of Mehayom el Acha, according to Yochanan, is brickwork. So that would never work for a get, because it's not a complete crisis. And therefore, here you would really do Yibum. Why does the Mishnah in Gittin say that you should do a Chalitza? Simply because of a Gezerah, because you might confuse it with another case, because, right, the language is difficult enough to understand as it is. But Nigzer says the Gemara of Nigzer Mehayomi Masi Tataklots, so maybe we should do the converse, right? If we ask, if we ask for Chalitza in a case of Get, maybe we should also do it in a case, in a Misa case. Says the Gemara, Atum, right, Atum Mehayomi Lachar Misa. Says the Gemara, Im Ata Omer Chaletzes Mitya Bemes. Yeah, but if people would see, right, 
In other words, because of the association with chalitza, they might do yibum. Says the Gemara, but hachanami, you might also turn that around in the case of get. In other words, whatever is a problem in the case of misa should also be a problem with the case of get. That you should confuse chalitza with yibum. Says the Gemara, no. So again, the Gemara asks hachanami. Maybe you should have that same problem with get. Says the Gemara, no. Tisyabim ve'ein b'chach klum. Right, technically, meikar again would be okay. In other words, that's not a problem. The reason we don't have a gzera is because of Rabbi Yochanan, the ibum would actually be fine. There's no problem with it. That's what it means vein b'chachum. Chashash derabanan who? Right. However, so it's just a chashash derabanan. It is for that reason that our right that our concern is not in the case of misa. So we resume bezat Hashem tomorrow with the Mishnah on Samach Ahmed Aleph.